Welcome to AmiSites, a podcast that offers you access to thought leaders who can help you expand your entrepreneurial toolbox. Learn from seasoned entrepreneurs who have already walked in your shoes and can help you with your day-to-day business decisions. With your host, Ami Kassar. Ami is the founder and CEO of Multifunding, an advisory company that helps you grow and stay in control of your business. Hello and welcome. My name is Ami Kassar, founder and CEO of Multifunding. Since 2010, Multifunding has helped businesses achieve their biggest growth goals through creative and personalized funding solutions, working with hundreds of lenders across the nation. Joining us today is Gerald Brisson. Jerry started Transworld Business Advisors of Houston in 2013 and quickly built this team into the top business brokerage firm in the Houston metropolitan area. Our main topics today will focus on the state of the mergers and acquisitions market. Welcome, Jerry. Welcome, Ami. It's uh, my pleasure to be with you again. Tell me everything. What do you want to know, Ami? It's a good market right now. For, for, well, tell me, for us, it's well, a good market. Let's start. Maybe let's backtrack a little bit out sure. of fairness. Okay. I have a business, not me, but just a hypothetical person, and I'm thinking it's time to sell. What's a good first step and where do I go? What do I do and why? What's the first good first step? Well, you know, first good step is to identify a business that um, that that meets the uh, the criteria that you've established for yourself. Sorry, Um, let me just let me make sure my question is clear. I own a business called a mechanical contractor. I've been at it for 10 years. I think it might be time to sell. What do I, where do I start? What do I do? Well, you should contact the business broker. If, if, you've, uh, if, if you think it's time to sell, then the uh, best thing for you to do is to contact a business broker. Look, look for someone who has experience in selling businesses that are similar to your own. And probably the first question you're going to ask them is, you know, can I sell my business? Is there a market for my business? And then the next question is, how much is it worth? And 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 a business broker can help you with that because, um, you know, in Houston we have fifteen agents that uh, we sell one business a week, more than one business a week. So we're 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 in the market. Uh, we have thousands of buyers that are looking for businesses. We're continually valuing businesses, and uh, we, we we can help you value the business, and then. Of course, we can help you find a buyer um, that is um, looking for a business similar to yours and, and get you maximum value for your business. So the first thing you do is you, you've got to contact a professional, somebody who is active in the uh, business sales uh, market. How do I know who the right professional is, is for me? Does geography matter? Does the size of businesses that they sell matter? Are there different accreditations that matter? If I have a great business in Cincinnati, Ohio, and you're the guy in Houston, are you the right guy to help me sell that business for me? Or is it somebody local? If I'm a mechanical contractor, I'm making that up. Do I want someone that's sold businesses like mine before? Or does the industry does not matter? Are there certain accreditations that matter? How, how, how do I pick somebody that I know is going to be good? Well, geography does matter. And, and honestly, we, we do, here in Houston, we actually represent uh, sellers from other parts of the country in some cases, but mostly we're representing sellers that are 
based here in Houston because it gives us an opportunity to work with them face to face. Industry can matter. Um, and sometimes it's good to work with someone who has experience in your industry. But honestly, Ami, th there is a process that we follow when we sell a business that works uh, across all industries. And so if you find an agent who is um, experienced in selling businesses, he can apply the business sales process to, to, to virtually any industry. Does size matter? If you have a larger business and uh, say a business that's going to be valued over $5 million, then you probably want to look for someone who has experience in selling um, businesses that are in, you know, maybe the five to $30 million range. Designations do matter. Um, on our team here in Houston, we have several folks that are certified business intermediaries. We have several folks that are certified M&A professionals and also M&A master intermediaries. And, and these are designations that they earn over time. And it, it just signifies that they have experience and they've taken time to kind of learn to be expert in their field. So, so yes, I, I'm a CBI, I'm a certified M&A professional, and I'm a, an M&A master intermediary. And I, I do think it makes a difference. But we, at the same time, uh, on my team, we have some very, very experienced people. And I'm talking people who are uh, former CFOs of companies, former COOs of company companies, former CEOs of, of companies that are extremely experienced and extremely competent. And I would highly recommend them to, uh, to someone selling a $5 million business just because of the depth of their, their business experience. I, th I think the important thing is, is to meet the individual and uh, you know, talk to them about their experience and their history and to see that there's a good fit, both in terms of, of your business and uh, to make sure there's a personal chemistry between you and that individual. Jerry, let's say I have a business that I have an appraisal and it's gonna sell for $2 million, making up a number. And there's a business brokerage shop down the street from me and I look at their listings on the web and it seems like most of their list listings are $500,000 or less. Are they the right shot for me? Probably not. Yeah, I think if it's me and, and it's my business and it's, and it's worth about $2 million, I, I, I'm going to be looking for someone, you know, some, some brokerage or some, some individual uh, business broker who, who has experience uh, selling a business of a similar size. I mean, if, if, if you were to go on our website right now, Ami, you'd find that we're listing businesses valued anywhere from, you know, $100,000 up to $30 million. So we have a, you know, we have a very diverse uh, portfolio of businesses. We've got about 180 businesses listed right now. Of the 180, uh, about 30 of them are listed over a million dollars. And I would say about 12 of those 30 are, are listed over $3 million. So, so, so it's a very diverse portfolio. And I think that if I'm a business owner, I'm, I'm looking for uh, a, a business broker who is comfortable selling a, a larger business if I, have, if I have a larger business myself. There's a similar process in selling all businesses, but the larger businesses tend to be a, a little more complex. And uh, so it, it, it's good that you 
work with someone who is, um, you know, has experience selling a larger business and understands the complexity because they're going to guide you through the process and they're going to help you be successful. So, Terry. Okay, I found you and we've agreed that you're, we enter an agreement, you're going to sell my business. So now you're representing me, correct? That is correct. When, when we list with a uh, business owner, uh, we sign a, uh, uh, a marketing agreement and the, the, uh, the seller is our client. We, we represent the seller in, in the transaction. Awesome. Now let's flip the question around, ready? I've decided that I am in the market for a, I'm looking, I'm a contractor, I'm in the Houston area and I'm looking for some kind of contractor business on my target prices like $3 million or thereabouts for a business I'm looking to buy. What do I do first? One of the things you can do, of course, you go on, on the internet, you can look for businesses that are being listed um, that meet your criteria. That's one option. Um, you can contact a business broker that represents a number of businesses and, um, and explain what you're looking for. And sometimes they'll have that in inventory. And as, as I mentioned, Earlier, Ami, you you really want to talk to a business broker that has uh, a, a larger portfolio of businesses. And again, in Houston, we have 160 businesses listed, and we we, we are 180 businesses listed. We often get calls from buyers, and sometimes we're able to find the business they're looking for in our portfolio. Um, and in Transworld, across the country. Um, I don't know what the number is, but it's, you know, several thousand businesses that we have in our inventory. And so quite often we can find a business a buyer is looking for um, in, in our inventory. Otherwise, you know, many business brokers will, will work with a buyer to find a business that meets his criteria um, by signing a you know a sell, seller rep agreement with the uh, with the broker, and then the broker goes out and starts making phone calls, searching the internet, uh, looking for buyers that that meet the uh, criteria established by the uh, by the buyer. And how does that work? In other words, do the uh, I know what we just sold a house and bought a house, so I get it. The at least in the real estate agent, the buyers and sellers split the commission. Is that how it works in your world? It depends. Um, it, it, sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. It, it, it t t typically the um, the buyer rep agreement will have the the buyer paying a retainer fee up front, so that um, you know the, to compensate the the agent in uh, in in the search. And then there, there's typically a commission that is built into the uh, the buyer rep agreement that the the buyer will pay if a business is found and that that commission is offset by any amount that the um that the sellers um that the seller would pay the um that the agent that's looking for the business so there could be a splitting there, there could be a co-broke but but quite often um you know sometimes there isn't sometimes there isn't it unlike real estate where it's an automatic co-broke situation oftentimes Brokers who are selling a business will not co-broke with the uh, with the broker who is representing the buyer. In, in that case, the buyer would pay the full commission. 
I do think oh, just some only advice for buyers is that, um, the, and please chime in and have a discussion, Jerry, if you agree with me or disagree with me. But sometimes the space can be a bit confusing and ambiguous. And so we were recently working on a transaction where the buyer um, had a buy side commission of like six or seven points. I can't remember the amount on the over and above the purchase amount. And it was all contingency based. And the broker expected this to be financed as part of the transaction. And his fee was over and above the appraised value of the business and the lender wasn't going to do it. So when a seller pays the commission out of their proceeds, there's no issue from a loan perspective. When someone is representing a buyer, an agent, and expecting a significant fee over and above the appraised value of the business, and the buyer is hoping to borrow money for that, you're going to run into an issue, especially with SBA rules. And so my advice to people is, if you are getting buy-side representation, understand and pay attention to these details because they're important. Yeah, and and, and Ami, I, I think for that reason, um, we, we don't handle a lot of buy-side transactions. Um, we, we typically focus on the sell-side transactions. Um, yeah, so, and, and that's part of the reason because there, there, there is a lot of uncertainty uh, as far as when, when you're representing the buy side, how, how the, the sell side is going to respond to the fact that you're representing the buy side because it's not that common in our business. So, 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 so there ends up being a lot of ambiguity as, as, uh, as you mentioned. So, you know, I, I get um, that, that you've had an issue. Um, but on the, other, on the other hand, sometimes the, 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 uh, the sell side will, will co-broke and save, you know, the buyer, the commission on, 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 uh, on his side. So, but it, it's, it is a little bit tricky. Um, we, 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 we've usually, you know, where we've got 180 businesses listed. So we're, we're representing the sellers on 180 businesses. We've only got like currently we've only working on one buy side deal. So it's, it's rare. Okay. What makes deals work and what makes deals blow up? Oh gosh. Well, Generally, I know that's kind of a broad question, but yeah, well, th th things that you know, things that make deals blow up tend to be um, quite often it's 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 third parties that that uh, are are not directly involved in that they're not the buyer and the seller, but so landlords quite often at the eleventh hour will refuse an assignment or will try and increase the 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 rent on a new new lease to the point where the you know the buyer is is not going to be interested anymore we have franchisors sometimes we do franchise resales that that get difficult and um and uh and won't approve a, a buyer and you know lenders as you know are you know notoriously difficult uh, and, and they have to be obviously to make sure that, that the deal is going to finance. Um, and uh, so qu qu quite often uh, 
either buyers or sellers aren't prepared for the financing, uh, all the questions and information that has to be provided. Um, and so, you know, lenders can quite often uh, kill deals. Due diligence is, is always a challenge for, um, for sellers because uh, quite often they're not prepared for due diligence and the buyer gets uncomfortable and decides not to move forward. So what we try and do, and we, we talked about it, of course, um, because we, you know, we, we do so many deals, um, but we also see a lot of deals fall apart. It, it's all about preparation. So, so we try and do our best to, to have the seller be prepared um, to sell the business so that, you know, all his financials are in, 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 in order. And, you know, the business is, is prepared uh, for, for, for a buyer to ask the kinds of questions he's going to ask to make, make him comfortable. So he's going to move forward and, and also so that he can have his deal financed through a third party. Um, what we're seeing a lot of, I mean, is we're, we, we are actually, and I know this is kind of maybe a little counter to what you're doing, but we're seeing a lot of cash deals and we're seeing a lot of cash and seller financing deals, e even at these low interest rates. And I think it's, you know, and which we talked about earlier, we, we expect that those might go up, but, but we're still seeing a lot of cash and, and, um, and seller finance deals. So yeah, the bet, the best deal is no landlord cash deal. Um, no franchise or, you know, we get those deals done real quick. Who's paying cash individuals or funds or who's paying cash? Um, mostly individuals. Um, in fact, almost, almost all individuals. Um, and th these are smaller deals, right? So we've got, we've got, we've got a deal now that's going to close this week. In fact, $1.2 million. Um, and it's an all cash deal, you know, be, be, being financed by an individual. There is, and the stock market is starting to shake a little bit now, but there's a lot of cash in the system, right? Um, the stock market has gone up. People are, you know, individuals have, have, have cash to invest and they're looking for options. So we're getting a lot of these folks um, that, uh, that are investing cash. Sometimes they've, you know, sold businesses and they have that cash to spend as well. But uh, yeah, we got right now 12, 12 out of the 14 deals we have under contract right today. Are, are cash and seller finance. Only two, two of them are, are uh, third-party financed. Makes your life easier, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my only advice to the listeners out there is if you're thinking about buying or selling a business, go out there and get some perspectives and talk to experts. And why I was drilling down a lot, Jerry, on how to pick somebody is we often get calls or I need a business broker. Well, I always generally find that I'd rather recommend somebody local. Yes. Unless it's a very niche business where I think if you're talking 50 or $100 million businesses, it might not matter. But on the smaller side, it matters. And I also think the expertise and the wisdom of the person that you're talking with uh, matters as well. You know, If you're going to go uh, buy a used you know 2012 honda or you're going to go buy a uh, brand new tesla there's both purchases are just as important at whatever stage you are in your life 
and you need to have a customer experience, but the experiences are going to be very different and the issues are going to be very different. So take the time to put yourself and put build a team around you and get your legal and broker and accounting team to give you the support that you're going to need and get build a team that will give you some diverse opinions as well. Does that yeah, make sense? It absolutely does. And and because we're in, you know, I'm in the business, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. I mean, we 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 just sell a lot of businesses. So since 2013, I think I've sold over 300 businesses and of all different sizes and all different industries. And I have a team of 15 people. And on our team, whether you sold a business yourself or you're just part of our team, you experience it because we talk about the different transactions. Um, every week we get together and we talk about what's going well, what's not going well, um, why deals are closing, why deals aren't closing. And so we, we just have a wealth of knowledge when it comes to um, listing and selling a business. And the one thing that folks can't underestimate if, if they are thinking of selling a business, it's not a simple process. It's It's not easy. In fact, you know, a relatively low percent of businesses that are put on the market sell, like 30% of businesses sell, 70% of businesses that are listed don't sell. That's how difficult it is to sell a business. So if you're thinking about selling your business, I agree with you 100% on me. You need to, you need to have people that have experience. And, and, and I, I, I often say to, to my agents is you, you need to have scars to be you know, to be good at this sort of thing, you have to have been through a few wars. And those are the kinds of people you want in your team, Pe people that have been there, done it, um, have succeeded or failed, but have learned along the way. And th those are people that can, you know, maximize your chances of being successful. Awesome. Jerry, if um, people want to learn more about your firm or Transworld in general, where do they go? Um, they, they can go to our website. It's www.tworldhouston.com or they can email me at gbrisson at tworld.com uh, g-b-r-i-s-s-o-n at tworld.com and we'd love to help them out awesome jerry thank you so much very insightful and helpful i appreciate it appreciate your time and i know our listeners do thank you thanks a lot ami it's my pleasure Thanks for joining us today on AMI Sites with your host, Ami Kassar, the foremost SBA thought leader. Make sure you visit us at multifunding.com where you can meet our advisory team and learn more about how we help entrepreneurs fund their future.